You're listening to Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio. Fed Reserve, led by Fed Chair Janet Yellen, may have opened the door even wider to an interest rate increase in December. However, they narrowed that. They shut that door a little bit more on aggressive rate hikes in 2017 as their so-called dot plots showed that the median forecast from the Federal Open Market Committee is for just two increases interest rate increases next year instead of three. Markets in rally mode. Is uh, this the correct response, or should the markets be focusing on the fact that a majority of Fed officials still see a rate hike this year? Vincent Reinhardt joins us now. He's chief economist at Standish Mellon Asset Management in Boston, home of Bloomberg Radio 1200. He started his career at the New York Federal Reserve Bank. He worked uh, at the Board of Governors in the Divisions of Monetary Affairs and International Finance. And during the last six years of his careers at the Fed, Secretary and Economist of the FOMC, the Federal Open Market Committee. So Vince understands very well how these policy statements, decisions are decided on, orchestrated, and communicated. Vincent, welcome back to the show. Uh, Thank you, Kathleen. Uh, Hi, Pam. And he's right there saying hello, Vince. So what is your take on what we got from the Fed yesterday? Uh, so essentially, it was a compromise in a divided committee. My model, the FOMC decision process, is that um, it, uh, a the committee has to pull along a reluctant chair. Janet Yellen is really dovish. Uh, she does want to test to see how low the unemployment rate can go. And in that environment, uh, she also appreciates that you can keep the funds rate lower for longer by sometimes agreeing to tighten monetary policy because never saying uh, yes means you'll lose your committee. And we had a compromise. Uh, They said no yesterday with the promise of yes in December. Vincent Reinhardt. Okay. Hello. <laughs> no, I was I was waiting for Kathleen there, but because you know I, we were both looking at these dot plots, and I gotta confess, uh, they kind of look like a bad Pac-Man game. And uh, if you could just go through them, because uh, you write in your your note here that three of the uh, voting members, uh, three uh, all but three of them view at least one quarter point tightening by the end of this year as appropriate, right? So that's done in when? December. So we should get used to 25 basis points in December. Uh, that's right. And I, I do admit it looks like a 1980s video game. There's a, there are two gang of threes to think about. First, in the statement, three uh, bank presidents dissented in favor of rates rising immediately. And in the dot plot, uh, three unknown participants, I think I know who they are, three unknown participants uh, uh, demurred from tightening policy in 2016. Well, so, I'll tell you my three for the, because because I cheated, I already read your note. I, uh, I, uh, I'll tell you my three for the dissents, right? Three dissents to the statement, and we know that that's yeah. Esther George, right? And Mester, as well as Rosengren. That's right. Okay. And I think the three dots uh, in favor of not changing rates this year are probably two governors, Governor Brainerd and Teruo, and then uh, Bank President Evans. 
who earlier this year said he was not in favor of raising rates. Well, you know, it's interesting to me, Vince, because uh, listening to Janet Yellen at the press conference yesterday, and on the one hand, she speaks for the entire committee. That's what the Fed chair always has to do, represent where the, the you know, the bulk of the consensus is. And of course, she uh, mentioned that, uh, yes, case, case for rate hike is strengthened, as I said in Jackson Hole. She repeated that. And yes, inflation is going to move higher. But, you know, in the, all the things she talked about, there you still get a sense, at least I do, that she's not the one leading the charge for the next interest rate increase. She talked in fact, about the participation rate and showing that maybe discouraged workers are coming back in is as a reason to give the economy room to run. That doesn't sound like an urgency to raise the rate. Oh, I think the committee has to pull her along when enough participants get restive, uh, get uh, talk at, uh, in public about the need to tighten policy. What was striking about the Jackson Hole speech is, yes, she said the words, there's a need for tightening, but it was timeless in the sense that she didn't put put a date to it. If she had wanted to put tightening on the table, if she wanted expectations about action in September, she could have done it with about three words inserted into exactly the same speech. She decided not to. Vincent Reinhardt, is this a drama behind the scenes? Is there any soap opera behind all this? Could this ever get turned into a Netflix uh you know, series, because it seems as though you're talking about these are still, you know, individuals and you've got the 12 members and then the seven members of the Board of Governors are the, the governors of the Federal Reserves and then the president of the New York Fed. Maybe just tell us about the personalities involved. Okay. Uh, so you, you'll, you can find in the FOMC transcript me telling the committee at one point, don't you understand? I work for 19 people who couldn't agree on the color of an orange. Uh, so... <laughs> Uh, yes, I, I feel your pain, Tim. But part of the, I think the real answer is we don't know, because for the entire uh, tenure of Janet Yellen as chair, markets have been more dovish than their own rate guidance. You're focusing a lot on the dots, but the euro dollar curve still lies everywhere below what the FOMC is projecting as the path for rates. If you're if you're a, you're a chair, that's an easy problem, because markets are not testing you. They may test them. Right. Well, Vince, you know, uh, and of course, uh, the the market reaction is interesting today because the dollar has weakened. A lot of people are looking again at the dot plots for next year coming down a bit. Stocks are rallying. Bonds are rallying. And one of our stories uh, sums it up more or less as the divergence bet, the, uh, the, the bet that's been on that was supposed to strengthen the dollar. The Fed will raise rates this year and other central banks will remain easier or ease further is weakening because now the Fed has, you know, punted again. They say they're going to raise rates at the end of the year. We've seen this happen again. So what do you make of, of that part of the analysis? Oh, I think that's exactly right, that at the beginning of the year, I think it would be right to depict uh, policy rates across the advanced economies as defining a channel at the bottom or the ECB and the Bank of Japan and a, a few others at zero or negative. At the top were small advanced economies uh, like Aus uh, Australia or New Zealand or Canada, uh, uh, and who had rates around 2%. And the Fed was going to be seen as moving from the bottom of the channel to the top of the channel. In doing so, it would give some appreciation of the dollar, giving some relief to the Japanese and in the euro area from their problems with dealing with disinflation. As it got closer to the top 
end of the band, the Canadian dollar, the New Zealand dollar, the Australian dollar would depreciate. That would mean they wouldn't have to ease. What's happened is the Federal Reserve isn't moving up that corridor, and the corridor's collapsing. Those other central banks are tired of waiting for the Fed, and they've been easing their own rates. Well, I'm just noting here, Vincent, just to give you the numbers, and you comment or break in whenever you, you know, you've got a thought, because I'm looking at, the, for example, a can dollar versus the U.S. dollar, uh, 130, or uh, if you do it the other way, uh, 0.76, uh, but also the yen, 100 uh, against the dollar, the euro at, uh, at 112, sterling at, one, at 130. Any thoughts? Uh, so one thing to do is just type up WIRP on your Bloomberg terminal, and you'll see the real uh, test of the Fed. Market participants only put a 58% probability of policy action by December. Uh, so despite the dot plot, despite what you know, how the, the uh, statement was designed to le- induce expectations of policy tightening, uh, market participants don't believe them yet. Uh, just quickly, we've got about 40 seconds left here. Bank of Japan wanting to steepen the yield curve, some tweaks this week. I guess that's the other part of the dollar weaker equation. What do you make of the Bank of Japan's move? The theory is if you build it, they will come, i.e. they're putting in place an automatic mechanism to be very accommodative if inflation and inflation expectations rise, because they will be defending the 10-year uh, yield at zero, i.e. rates will be more negative. Uh, problem is they don't have a mechanism right now to, ha- to spur inflation, and that's been their problem for a while. So in some sense, they punted on the big issue, uh, but they made sure that if inflation does uh, rise, they can sustain it. I want to thank you very much for spending time with us. Boy, that's a, that's a real education. Vincent Reinhardt, he is the chief economist at Standish Mellon Asset Management, joining us from Boston, of course, home to Bloomberg 1200. This is Taking Stock. I'm Pim Fox, my co-host Kathleen Hayes. This is Bloomberg. <laughs>